In 2021, I took a 45-day trip with my girlfriend and my business was still able to grow. And what I want to share with you today are the three key things that you need to be able to do to delegate successfully and to buy your time back so you can start moving towards you know, having more freedom, more flexibility, while at the same time your business is able to grow. And look, I realize you may be listening to this and you're like, man, Cody, I, I just want to be able to go on a date with my wife or my husband, or I, you know, I would love to have one free day a week, but I'm everything. I'm wearing every hat in the business. I'm, you know, seven days a week, 365. I am the business. And look, I get where you are. And, you know, what I just shared with you may sound like a far-fetched, you know, dream to be able to happen for you, but it all starts with some of the steps that I'm going to share with you today. Learning how to grow your business, that is your job. Being the one to do everything in your business, however, is not. Welcome to That's Not My Job, an introvert's guide to building a business beyond yourself. What I've realized over the years of being a business owner is talking to a lot of other business owners is they a lot of people really struggle with delegation. And, and it's really what I've found is a lot of them either, you know, you don't know how to do it. You know, maybe you feel like, you know, I, I don't want to be this commanding person and just like giving, you know, grunt work off to someone else and, you know, just have a have have a bad, you know, uh, taste in the mouth of the, the employee that I'm passing things off to, or you don't believe that quality work can be done by anyone but you. You know, that that old saying of, if you want it done right, got to do it yourself. You know, that that was the uh, and is for a lot of people, you know, their motto. And that's why people continue to stay small in business as they keep that attitude. And while it's true, it is not easy to delegate and it is not easy to, you know, always get great people to do quality work on your behalf for your company. What I've found is on the other side of that is if you, you know, take some of the tips I'm going to share with you today and you take these things and you go and actually implement them, you can set yourself up to just taking that first step. You know, God forbid you, you're able to maybe get your first person on your team to start doing some stuff and where you're able to get some more free time for you to work more on the business, which is what our goal is as business owners. Our, our product is the business. And that's one of the things, you know, along through the series of podcasts that I do here on the That's Not My Job podcast, I want to really help get through to you is your product is not the product. Your product is the business that you're building. How are you building a great business? And part of that is delegation. So let's dive right in. I remember a time when I was 12 years old. I mean, it might have been 11 years old. But I was always working with my dad, you know, a lot of times on summer breaks from school or fall breaks, winter breaks, or even just on weekends here and there for me to be able to make extra money as a kid and, you know, things that I wanted to buy. And I learned a lot of great lessons from my father um, working with him in his business. And, you know, he had a carpet tile and grout cleaning business. And, you know, he would take me to these jobs that he was doing. And, you know, I would be there, you know, doing, you know, manual labor, pulling the hot hoses, uh, you know, for the machine, you know, to the different uh, parts in the house that was going to be serviced next, or whether it was preparing the grout for color sealing by, you know, scrubbing in every grout joint um, within the tile upon thousands of square footage of flooring in a house in a day. You know, that was hard work. That was, you know, just grueling, you know, here in Arizona, where I live, growing up doing that, you know, a lot of times in the summertime, it's 110 plus degrees out, pulling hoses that are over 100 degrees, and, you know, on the ground scrubbing grout uh, in a house that's, you know, also warm. So 
um, obviously a lot of work. Uh, and, and really the, the thing, I, I learned some lessons that I didn't really um, get the benefit from until, you know, I got older and started hiring people and getting people, um, you know, working, working within my team. And so, you know, one of the, the greatest lessons that I learned, you know, from my father was, you know, just the, the power of work ethic and the power of, you know, having that, you know, quality control of like doing a great job for the customer. And so I learned, I learned that, you know, throughout that process. But one of the things that I also learned um, was where he had a great business, there wasn't the ability to have it run without him, you know, being involved in it. And, and I always wondered, I'm like, you know, there has to be a way to be able to do this. And, 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 and really the, the point from this story is, you know, I realized that, you know, eventually when I start building businesses myself, I want to be able to set myself up in a way where I could, you know, hire amazing people, you know, provide an amazing job and an opportunity for them to win and be excited and, and be passionate about the same businesses that, you know, I'm passionate about as well. Uh, but I wanted to do it in a way where I was able to delegate and I was able to get other people to do a lot of the things so that I could, as the business owner, focus on growing the business instead of doing the thing in the business. And so the first step to delegating is really this point of making a decision to do it. And you may make mistakes along the way. Uh, I don't even want to say you may. You will 100% make mistakes along the way. I've hired the wrong people. I didn't know how to hire correctly. Didn't have any processes for interviewing. I didn't know how to delegate. I would just be like, hey, do this thing. And then like, hopefully they figured it out with no accountability, no management, none of those skills whatsoever. So if that might be you, there is hope because that is exactly where I came from as well. But it's the first step is making the decision that you're going to do it and you're going to figure it out regardless. Now, if we fast forward years later, you know, one of the frameworks that I use now to do all of my delegation through, I actually learned from a really great mentor, Cameron Harold. Uh, he has a lot of really great books. Um, I was actually a part of his mastermind community, the COO Alliance, uh, for, you know, about a year and a half. And one of the frameworks that I learned was all around delegation. And it has served me so well. And I continue to teach this to all of my managers within our companies and continue to encourage them to be able to teach it to the next uh, levels of leadership within their organization as well. And it's a simple acronym. Um, and the acronym is DURAGI. And so let me break this down for you. Okay. So within delegation, the right way to do it, in my opinion, is using this method. And so when, when we talk about DURAGI, the D, it stands for demonstrate. Let's say, for example, with the D in Duragi, I'm demonstrating to a new salesperson, right? Um, what I'm going to do in the demonstration phase is maybe I'm going to do a sales call in front of the salesperson. So I have the salesperson sitting next to me. I'm calling uh, this potential lead. I'm going to do that call. Maybe I have them listening in with another, you know, uh, maybe it's on speaker or however they're listening in. I'm going to demonstrate the sales call. So I make the sales call. I have them sitting there. They're listening to me do it. I'm demonstrating how did how you know the right way that it's supposed to be done, and then at the end of that demonstration, what I'm going to do is ask you know let's say this you know new salesperson's name is John. I'm going to say okay John, um, you've watched some demonstrations and it, it's not typically going to be one simple demonstration and that it's like hey let's watch me do this a few times. Now John, you've seen how this has gone. I want you to do this on your own, and I'm gonna I'm gonna observe you do it. 
And now John's going to naturally be nervous because he's like, oh my goodness, I haven't done this before. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Um, I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to kill the lead or I'm going to kill the opportunity, right? This is normal. It's totally normal. But what you have to do as a leader is support John and say, John, the great news is, you know, I'm here. I, I got your back to, you know, to whatever happens here in this call. And we're going to work through it, uh, you know, work through the next steps together. So um, that my next step of the Duragi method is that I'm going to O, which is observe. So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to have John make the call. John makes the call, you know, the next sales call. And I just sit there and I observe. And regardless of what John does, if he totally, like imagine you're watching the Titanic, it's going towards an iceberg, it's going to hit the iceberg and it's going to sink. Imagine that's how the sales call is going. It's just a total train wreck, total or a shipwreck in this in this message, right? So um, imagine that's going to happen. What do you naturally want to do as a leader? You want to save them. You want to grab the phone, get on phone with that opportunity and, and save the deal, right? Well, this is one of the worst things that you could do um, to another grown adult. And, and it's to take over when somebody else isn't, you know, doing well. You have to allow people to fail. You have to allow people to screw something up so that they have the opportunity to learn the lesson in the process. Because if you were to watch John making that call and he's totally screwing it up and you're just take the phone from him, you save the deal. What does that do to John's you know, confidence level? It makes him feel like a failure. It makes him feel like maybe I'm not cut out for this job. Maybe I'm not cut out to be good enough to do this. Maybe I should go back to doing something else. I, who am I to, you know, learn this new process in this in this company and you know where I don't know what I'm doing and you know my first call that I made my my boss already took it over because I suck so bad. That's what they're thinking when you do that. And so what you have to do when you're when you're taking someone through this delegation process is allow them to fail. And through this process, you're not giving them like the most important critical task that's like the lifeblood of the company to delegate is their first thing, like make a simple sales call. Maybe you're not having them make a sales call for the most important lead that's came in in months for your company. You're having them practice on maybe a little bit lesser opportunities because they're going to screw it up. That's the whole point here. And so I'm going to observe John, whether he's a shipwreck or not, and just watch him. He's going to complete the task Afterwards, what I'm going to do is one, I'm going to praise the things he did well, because I don't want to, again, berate him and tell him how terrible it was when it likely wasn't that great because it's the first time. And just like anything we do for the first time, typically none of us are that great. So John does that call. I, you know, and, and through our steps, we did the D, we demonstrated how to do it. We did the O, we observed how, uh, how they did it from what they watched. Then your following step is R, which is redemonstrate. So do it again. Okay, John, you know, you did great in this area. Here, watch me do it again and watch how I handle this objection or watch how I flow through the script, right? So you're going to redemonstrate. And notice I didn't critique really much yet at that stage because I'm not trying to destroy his confidence on his first sales call. I'm trying to, you know, give him some encouragement and boost his confidence so that he's excited to continue. And so I redemonstrate it. John's watching me. I'm doing the task. Um, I show him how it's done again. And so I, you know, re I'm reinforcing in this stage in the redemonstration phase of this 
how it should be done or how we at our company do it. Now, within the next step of the process within Duragi is the assignment, right? So we have demonstrate, observe, redemonstrate, and now we have assign. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give John some reps to do. I'm going to give him some reps of like, hey, I want you to, you know, get some stuff done today. So maybe that day I'm going to say, all right, John, you know, I've shown you how to do it. You've done it. Um, I've shown you how to do it again. I've given you some feedback and some some just insight and coaching and, you know, some some thumbs up on the things that went well. Um, what I want you to go ahead and do is today I want to have you make 50 sales calls. And within those 50 sales calls, I want you to just, you know, um, you know, record the conversations that you have, and then we'll end up reviewing those at, um, you know, maybe it's the end of the day for the ones you had, right? So you're going to assign them to then do something with, you know, the, the thing that they just learned um, so that they can start getting more reps in. Because that's the biggest thing with anything is the more reps you get, the better you get at something. So you've now assigned it. And now once you've assigned them to do the thing, then you just have them do it. And then maybe at the end of that day, you check in, seeing how it's going. Um, and then you set a goal, right? And this goal could be, okay, John, now over the next five days, I want you to make 80 phone calls a day. And I want you to have 20 conversations a day. And this is what I am hoping that you're going to accomplish on those calls. And obviously, there should be, you know, coaching and feedback and training and things, you know, throughout the week as John's going through this process. But we're going to set a goal together of, hey, John, I want you to make 80 calls a day, 20 conversations a day from those 80 calls, and maybe set X amount of appointments. And we're just going to set the goal, whatever the goal is. And then what we're going to do, uh, which is, you know, the, the final step um, is the I, which is inspect. Um, and in business, especially, you have to inspect what you expect. And so part of inspecting what you expect is going to be, let's check in. Um, you know, at the end of that week, John's goal was to make 80 calls a day, 20 conversations a day, X amount of new appointments. End of the week comes around, either that happened or it didn't happen. And based on what was accomplished, if it did happen, you're going to give praise and, you know, you know, uh, pound it like, great job, John. Um, or if it didn't happen, you know, you're going to have to look at, okay, why didn't this happen? And how can we improve um, and get better for the next week? And then you just restart the process. And if you're still having trouble with them doing it, then you just follow the same method again, you're going to, you know, read, you know, demonstrate it again, you're going to observe them do it, redemonstrate, you're going to assign another target of, hey, go do this X amount of times. Then you're going to set a goal then you're going to inspect what you expect. And that is the method of when you delegate something, how you give it away successfully. But the key thing is, as part of this delegation process, is understanding that the person you delegate to will 100% screw it up and they won't do it likely as good as you will. And that's okay. The goal isn't perfection here. The goal is to get the thing being done and then for them to improve over time through your inspecting what you expect and then giving coaching and feedback through that process. I hope through the understanding of the Duragi method that that's going to be able to help you better understand how you can delegate as a better leader so that you can continue to scale and grow your business in the way that you want to. And more importantly, buy some of your time back by getting some of these things off of your plate. And to get access to more resources um, like the Duragi Method, you can go over to my website at connectwithcody.com. Now, I want to talk about a little bit of what do you do when this is just not working? 
a lot of times when I talk to other entrepreneurs, they'll they'll say things like, Cody, I've tried, I've hired, you know, a few different people and I, I just can't get the thing to, you know, that I need done to get done. Or I just can't figure out um, the right way to know whether it's me screwing it up or whether it's the person that's doing it, that's screwing the whole process up. And, and so let's let's talk about it. So when it comes to delegating and a lot of entrepreneurs, they really screw this up. And, and the way that they do this is they don't really, you know, understand whether they're delegating, you know, incorrectly or they don't understand whether it's the person that they're working with that's really screwing it up. And so um, that that's a point to really hit on here. And so essentially, when when you look at if you're trying to delegate something and it's not working, there's really three different areas that I personally am going to look at of, okay, am I doing something wrong or is it the person that I'm trying to delegate something to that's causing this to not work? And really, it's it's around competency, desire, and then knowing what success looks like. And so um, two of the three things have to do with the individual that's doing the thing. But one of the three things are completely in your control. And these are the three areas that I, again, I look through the lens of. And so um, when you're delegating something, knowing what success looks like is probably the most important thing for you to set someone up for success. Because say, for example, I, you know, bring on a new customer success manager or a new customer, you know, service person to our company. And I just get them started and I say, hey, you know, answer the customer's tickets when they come in and do it good and, uh, you know, treat our customers right, like the right way. And I just tell someone something as generic as that. And then, you know, they go about their day, they start answering the tickets, the customer tickets that are coming in. And, you know, a week goes by and I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're totally underperforming. They're not solving the amount of tickets that they should be. They're answering it in the wrong way. Um, they're, you know, not responding as quickly as I'm expecting them to. Um, well, when it comes to the delegation part, you screwed that up. Your job as a leader, your job as a business owner is to be the one that sets the standard for what success, what the minimum baseline level of success has to be for the role that they're going to be fulfilling. And so where this is one of the three things that you have to, you know, make sure happen. The other two have to do with the individual that you're delegating something to. Um, But when it comes to what success looks like, you need to do something like this. Say if I'm, again, going to that example of this is the customer you know, service or customer service manager, whatever the, the role is, me explaining what success looks like has to be a lot more clear. It cannot, you know, you, if you create ambiguity, you create an environment that's not going to be able to succeed because people don't know what they're aiming for. And with no target, you're never going to hit anything, right? So um, if I'm giving away something, to a customer service rep, for example, I'm going to say, hey, and let's just call the customer service rep named John. So I'm going to say, hey, John, um, here's what success looks like as a customer service you know, representative. Um, you are going to, on a daily basis, be receiving anywhere from, and I'm just pulling numbers out of a hat, guys. So you know, this is just for the example. You're going to receive 100 or you're going to receive 200 tickets a day from requests from customers. And on a daily basis, out of those 100 to 200 tickets that come in, I'm expecting you to be able to answer or get back to a ticket every time they come in within 10 minutes or less. So that's part of success is within 10 minutes or less is the standard. And within the tickets that do come in, I expect that 90 plus percent of the tickets that come in today are resolved by the end of the day. 
So that's two. So step one was, hey, you're going to receive X amount of tickets. I expect you to get through all of those tickets. Uh, Number two is that I expect you to have 90% of those tickets resolved at the end of the day each day. And number three, I expect you to use the company script of the approved responses for the messages that are coming in from these customers so that we stick to our brand and that we stick to creating a raving fan experience for the customers that are requesting, you know, either disputes or, you know, having customer problems. Um, so that's, you know, giving, giving that clarity. And number four is if any, if at any point in time that you get stuck on, you know, not knowing what to do with the ticket, don't just leave it and not do anything with it, you know, escalate that to your manager, same day with the goal of getting that resolved within that day, right? And so with that, notice the first time I explained it, I gave a lot of ambiguity here, you're going to get tickets, respond to them, make the customers happy, blah, blah, blah. The way that I was just explaining this is was creating a lot more clarity of what success specifically looks like. And that's where a lot of business owners screw this up is you do not explain specifically what you want to have accomplished or achieved. That's one of the biggest points. So when we're talking about delegating not working, obviously, we already talked about what does success look like just now. The, the second and third have to do with competency and desire. And so if you have somebody working in your organization, you know, these two other components are all on them. So you've shown them what success looks like. And now they, you know, you have to v- view this through a lens of whether their desire is there or whether the competency is there for them to be successful. And so if we look at this and let's say, for example, I hire uh, someone to work in that customer service role, right? I hire them into the role and they're really excited I showed them what success looks like. They have a willingness to work hard. They're, they want to work here. They love the company. They love what we're about. They, they want to do the job. So that's, you know, the, the second of these three pieces is, you know, they know what success looks like. They want to do the job. They're excited to do the job. They want to be here. So that's great, right? But if I get somebody that I show them what success looks like and they're really excited to do it, Um, but they aren't competent to do it, they're not going to win. Like for me, I could be really excited about like, let's say, you know, open heart surgery. Someone says, Cody, I need you to perform open heart surgery. This is what success looks like. I could understand, okay, that's what success looks like. I could be excited and, and willing to give it a shot. But am I competent at doing open heart surgery? Absolutely freaking lutely not. And I am going to kill whoever that is that is you know, expecting me to perform that surgery for them. And so that, you know, obviously, that's an extreme example. But when you look at these three things, you can kind of take this as a framework of when you're working um, with your team, and better filter through of what is really causing this not to work. Um, If they have the desire, they're competent, and you show them what success looks like, it's the winning recipe for delegating something and successfully doing it. And the reason it's not working is typically going to be one of those three things. Because you could also have someone that's competent that knows how to do the job, but doesn't give a damn about doing the actual job. And they know what success looks like, you're still going to lose in that situation. 
And so when you're delegating and going through this process, like the, the biggest thing at the end of the day, when you're delegating and building teams and, you know, building these things out is, is recognizing that, you know, you as a leader, um, as the business owner, or maybe you're a manager at a company, uh, everything is your fault. So whether your team's underperforming in any of these areas or you're not, you know, showing what success looks like in the right way, it's 100% your fault for doing that. And so that's part of, you know, taking accountability of this is like any time that you're delegating or you're getting things to your team and it's not working, that's your fault. Doesn't matter. Like you brought them into your business or you allowed someone else to bring them into your business and allowed them to underperform and not be able to hit the mark based on what you're wanting to accomplish. And so if you take the framework of, identifying if they have the competency, the desire, and the knowing of what success looks like in your viewpoint, you're going to set yourself up for success every time. So the three main points from, you know, the conversation today is, you know, one is if you ever want to build a life that you're able to have more freedom, flexibility, and for your business to continue growing, um, you have to take initiative and understand that, you know, it's not going to happen unless you start to remove things off of your plate and start delegating those to somebody else. The second point to this is all around, you know, what we talked about, which was the Duragi method, um, which is what if you follow that framework for delegating, you're going to have success with delegating to other individuals on your team and get significantly better results. And then the third thing really just comes down to if you've done the delegation the right way, and then you've set yourself up through the filter of like you gave what success looks like, you understand their competency and you understand their willingness to do the job, then you have everything that you need for yourself to be successful and delegating um, and be able to take your business to the next level. And if you're looking for more frameworks around delegation or leadership or just overall building a great business, make sure to head over to connectwithcody.com. Until next time, we'll see you in the next episode. To access resources from the show, be sure to visit connectwithcody.com. Additionally, connect with me on all social platforms to stay updated on the latest information and resources. 